Hi, it's Joey. And Dutta. Please leave a message after the beep. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Let's try again. Hi, it's Joey. And Dutta. And we are the co-founders at Leho. Leho is a social impact brand where every purchase supports a social cause. Our It's Cool to Care series consists of all things kind, caring, and cool. We focus on topics of sustainability, running a business, helping people in need, and just general topics that people can relate to, really. So subscribe, save, share, and stay kind. Odd reunion. <laughs> it feels like yesterday. Yeah. It looks like you're about to sing to us. Oh, yeah. Serenade us. Serenade us, Byron. What's that? Serenade us. Your mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I started a... um. Well, I was, I'm kind of in the process of starting a podcast, so I thought I'd, you know, get all the yeah. idea and all that. Yeah. Um, but can you hear me okay? I don't know if it's perfect, like... Perfect, I was just hoping you'd okay. serenade us with that guitar in the back as well. Oh, right? yeah, that will do. That's for later, mate. That's for later. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm really excited for this one. So, hi, everyone. I'll let Dusha do the uh, formal introduction, but thank you guys both for being here. Really excited to talk all things mental health. Um, mindfulness, running a business and all that so. Mm -hmm. Yeah um, so welcome guys today we have Mohammed and Byron with us today. So Byron is the co-founder of Grey Matter which is a fashion brand and a really inspiring community that exists to start conversations around mental health. They also donate 25% of their profits to mental health charities like Mind and Calm. Mohammed um, is also the co-founder of Ramadan Legacy which is a, a brand where spirituality meets productivity. He's also running his startup while he's doing a full-time job so that's amazing and he's also the incoming incubator manager at the nationwide building society so thank you guys so much for joining us um, so the first question is going to go to byron so can you tell us a little bit about what it's like running a brand that encourages conversations around mental health Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's quite interesting, I think. Like starting this brand, it's been such a um, such a journey since since we started. I think we started two three years ago now. So um, and we've met such like a variety of people because of it. I think there's been so many people that have like messaged us and contacted us that have almost like just thanked us for what we're doing. And, and, and that in itself is like extremely rewarding. I think above all else, like that's really what the purpose of the brand is, is to really just start the conversation. I think um, that's what mental health needs more, more of, you know, it needs more um, education, more support and just every, everyone to um, be able to just like form together and just talk. I think, you know, there's, there's so much, um, almost pressure on people not speaking out and not not vocalizing actually how they're feeling so we almost just wanted to kind of like stand as a bit of a symbol for that I suppose um, and, and kind of give people a reason to talk because mm -hmm. um, I think yeah that's extremely important I think talking in itself is a form of therapy so um, you know it's, it's something that yeah we definitely tried to prioritize for sure yeah and actually you know, you guys have a lot of open conversations about mental health and people who might not be open to speaking up still have examples to kind of look at and still have people to kind of relate to. So I think that's, you know, amazing about what you do. Okay, a quick, not a quick question, but this <laughs> is up to both of you. So you guys kind of answer them. Um, yeah, yeah. But basically, it's about, you know, getting people to open up 
for me personally, I like still struggle till this day. And like, I know, you know, the phrase is like, it's okay not to be okay. Or it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can easily say that, but it, taking those kind of steps to do that is quite hard. Like for all, I mean, Fisha, I'm sure you've seen firsthand me trying to articulate whatever I'm feeling is just like the most difficult thing in the world to do. And mm-hmm. like, if anything, I just hate that kind of confrontation. I don't think I've ever had like a one-on-one looking someone in the eye being like, this is how I feel or this is what is going on. Even with Fuchai, I sent her like a huge <laughs> email. So I guess my question for you guys is what would you say is kind of baby steps, not for people like me, but people who might struggle to take, I guess that first step of opening up or, you know, starting conversations. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I find I'm actually quite similar to you, which is, the, is ironic considering I run a brand, which is all about speaking out. But the reason why we do what we do and, and a lot of um, a lot of people that we speak to are comfortable speaking out and they're comfortable talking about it. And a lot of people that aren't yet comfortable about speaking out and like talking about it, um, they find comfort in other people talking about it. So they find that they actually relate to certain people that are talking about certain struggles or whatever it may be. And I think, I think above all else, like we just need to humanize it. You know, we need to humanize that, that we, we, we all do have like certain struggles to some respect, you know, and it's, it's normal, you know, like it's, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something to hide. It's not, it's not weakness. Um, so yeah, I think above all else, like if you can if you can find almost um, hope and help in someone else and through mm-hmm. someone else's like struggles, like that that person has really helped me. Um, another thing as well is journaling. Like I always go on about it, but I just journal a lot um, because they like that in itself like is my therapy. Like so, no one's ever really going to read my journal but it helps me kind of like process thoughts. I tend to overthink a lot. So it helps me process a lot of thoughts, think about it a lot more logically. Um, And yeah, like if you're not quite comfortable or not yet ready to talk about it with, you know, talk about certain issues with someone else, just writing it down and getting it out of your own head, like can help so, so much. So yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Just to build, build on that Byron is yeah, absolutely love in love with journaling. We're all about journaling um, (laughs) but with, with my just to preface what I was about to say with um with my own journey so I kind of um leaving the corporate world I was I was I I just had this assumption that you know going into startup will be like starting my own thing will be plain sailing just completely easy and it was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life and it was so hard on on me mentally really really you know led to like a dark space and I kind of me coming out of that was this whole journey of of learning about myself uh, mental health learning about you know things like breath work things like you know mindfulness and and not limiting that to to meditation but doing things that you love connecting with nature and all that so I kind of came out and I I um just to mention about what what Byron mentioned about uh resonating with people some sometimes meditation doesn't resonate with people right so that really hit me when I um one of the key things that I learned from this journey was obviously mindfulness and 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 you know the, the importance of mental health I became a um mindfulness kind of like workshop lead for pre-accelerators uh and incubators right just randomly it was like okay tell us what what is your hack and from there kind of like this whole thing developed and I was struck by coming up my bubble assuming everyone yeah everyone's into mindfulness man let's just do this workshop I led a workshop for diverse um at a diverse incubator whereby the majority were from a, a black asian minority ethnic background 
and I think half half of the half of the uh, of of the audience were like, "Mate, this is not for me." Like I remember some of them just sleeping something through that through the mindfulness meditation. Some like one one of one of the guys, AJ, big up AJ. Um, he he's now he's doing amazing. But he just said to me, "Mate, I was just thinking about pink giraffes right during that." And uh, you know, another another person was like, "No, this doesn't resonate to me, resonate with me because of my my spiritual upbringing." For me. I've got a certain method. So it's kind of realizing, so what was the b- breakthrough was in the one-to-one after, like sitting down with, this, with these individuals and chatting to them saying, look, mate, I've come from a similar background to you. It, it was very difficult for me to, to get into this whole mindfulness stuff, but, but there's so, don't limit mindfulness to meditation. There's so many ways you can be present in the moment. As Byron mentioned, like just starting baby steps, just acknowledging how you feel through just maybe writing, writing how you feel down, speaking to a friend uh, and just being a bit more vulnerable. It could be just like a very small thing, a small tweak in your in your narrative, a small like thing that you do just implementing into your routine, like just a mindful walk. Um, So, yeah, not limiting it to an app, even though there's some amazing apps out there you know doing something whereby you feel like you're aligning yourself to, to your true self and you're you're in that moment basically so so yeah don't limit it i feel to, to to the standard um mindfulness practices and do something that you love basically and it could be as small as just uh, going for a little walk and being mindful about that mm, mm, definitely i um i actually carrying on from from that from what you were just saying um that that's actually something i've been doing a lot recently in that um, I, th- I feel like last year I very much lost sense of, of who I was like not who I was but like I kind of lost um, I suppose lost my way a little bit in terms of like who I was like yeah like you know my values and everything else and and what Malik was just saying about um, like just being like true to yourself and all that kind of stuff like that's I've been doing a lot of work in that space recently with myself and and almost like I, was, I still kind of a work in progress I suppose in a way but I find what has really helped is almost outlining what your values are as a person. Mm. So like, you know, as human beings, we all have different values. Like we all value different things. And if you write down and you're just brutally honest with yourself, like, you know, Mm. if it is like admiration from other people, write that down, you know, don't be afraid of that. But like, that is maybe a value, you know, if it's like being a good person, write that down. If it's exercise, write that down, whatever it is, like write it down in, in your values and almost if you can write if you have like a list of your values you then in a way if if shit's you know not going well like you can go back to your values so it's like okay like you know maybe what's not aligned in my life right now you know what's not in line with my values and like yeah being able to go back to that almost having that anchor i think helps a lot and i think that's why a lot of people like lose sense of themselves like i did last year um because i kind of lost sense of what my values were if that makes sense mate just want to pitch in one small thing i know <laughs> absolute gold, but there's this one one product one product so bestself.co right they do this little product it's, it's um core values deck exactly what Byron was okay saying. nice yeah so it's, it's sick so you've got like on in front of you like loads of values it could be self-worth it could be kind of you know um education family you know and then you pick out your three top values so i, I would recommend uh the the, the best self core values deck or, or, or just getting a list of, of values um and then yeah selecting those top ones for you absolute gold what was it called the best self core values deck 
Okay. Or, or you could do that. You could mimic the same process by just searching values on, you know, and having a Google Doc in front of you and just, you mm. know, picking out your top three. And I think that's absolutely gold from 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 men like Byron. <laughs> Mate, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Definitely. Um, similar as well. But we'll talk about the kind of mental health and work later. I feel like I've got so much to say about that as well. But going <laughs> back to the journaling, I have about nine journals and they're so depressing. Like every time I flip through them, they're always me just like ranting about things or being sad or whatever. And every time I flip through, I feel like there are about 10 happy pages and it's probably like my sister getting married and all of that. <laughs> but um, writing things down does help you feel just so much better and you like mm, you mm. Bed, I write things down and then I wake up and fresh as a fruit definitely uh, <laughs> I, I think yeah no definitely I, I'm, I'm actually quite similar like most of my journal is normally quite depressing stuff but at the same time normally what I do when I journal is I write down my problem and then I kind of like search for a solution so by the end of my journal entry normally I've come up with kind of like how I'm going to move forward and also what I found I've been doing it for about four years now what I found is if there's a time where I feel stuck or I'm like I don't know how I'm going to get over this you know like this problem seems massive you know I don't really know how I'm going to get around it or whatever like I kind of read back up through and like there's so many patterns of times when I was like oh I don't know how I'm going to get over this and then next time I'm like yeah I got over that and then like you know and it's like it's just it's almost like a good like confidence boost that you know you know you can get over things and sometimes you do forget that you know sometimes you um in life like we work at such a fast pace and you know we live in this on-demand world um where like we forget like all the little things that we have done you know and we need to sometimes do just take a step back and just give yourself a pat on the back you know and, and like just be happy for how far you've come and um mm. and almost and that's why I do it I find it's a good way to just kind of like look back through and yeah it's like self-reflect but this is a chance for me to do a shameless plug of uh, John Legacy <laughs> but essentially like, <laughs> so we've yeah got journals but one thing that we realize so it's a journal for for this what we see is like a spiritual um like one month of spirituality which is Ramadan right like you get to see your best self you, you're doing all this like philanthropy and all of that like how can we make the best of that through through journaling but now like we're on a we're on a transit transition now from going away from like that seasonality to something more year round and one thing that we're really really inspired I was really really inspired by is a five minute journal um mm -hmm. that is awesome I think it was intelligent change um Tim Ferriss and a lot of other people kind of uh are great protagonists of this like snapshot of your day and I've prototyped like this is a prototype of of, of my own version I just Amazing. got this printed out um it's quite yeah. cheap actually to, to get to get your own make your own journal online to just you know replicate the pages uh byron said his, he's got his own way of like problem um solving i think um there's another uh a version which i've come across which is like a, a, a lean experimentation of your day so it, it acknowledges that your your routine changes but each and every day you, you're setting you're setting your day like an experiment what went well in a way you're gamifying your day so that you're not too harsh on yourself um, you're just trying to tweak it and, and realize that like, you're almost like this equanimous science, scientist that's just like trying to figure out yourself. And that's, that's, that's so beautiful in my mind's eye. It's like, 
I'm human I'm so you know neuroplasticity everything comes to mind like when, when I think about this kind of like scientists going about their day and trying to get better and better it's just it's such a beautiful thing I think that's you know a lot of a lot of people a lot of philosophers say that this is our purpose is to just better ourselves and allow you know that that beautifies life um but um without going into philosophy too much i think just like practically speaking like the the five minute journal like for me like it's just really really powerful as baron mentioned you get to pat yourself on the back at the at the end of the day so you, you, can, you can try this out at home it's like you don't need to purchase anything just it's, it's five quick questions is like i'm grateful for list out like that's you know oprah winfrey absolutely nailed it when in, in her little kind of like you, you, two three minute um video on, on youtube she says like this is the best way scientifically proven <laughs> to, to start <laughs> off your day just count your blessings just try to count a few of them um and then you list down your top three priorities uh, uh, and then um, and then you like you know you can call it a mantra you can call it um, some sort of um, you know, a belief of yourself a self-narrative just one statement that you'd like to be today so that's your morning done in like three minutes and then at the, in the evening just before you're about to retire for the day um, what did I achieve today boom straight away you're, you're giving yourself that dopamine boost you're, you're making you're setting yourself up for success you're acknowledging all the good that you've done and then you set your intention for tomorrow what do I want to do tomorrow and allow that to sink in into your subconscious and you know as you you know all that beautiful ha uh, things that, that happen in your mind just about you're, you're going into that theta wave state before you go to sleep so um so yeah man uh, journaling gotta try that <laughs> yeah I feel like um we so I have this like leadership coach um and she basically I went through this stage where I mean I'm still going through it but Peter, I'm sure you remember in January I was like at a very low point in terms of work and it was just like physical stress as well it wasn't just mental and um so I reached out well she reached out to me and then I ended up taking her course and she made me take a step back and look at just everything really like what drives me and like what kind of drains my energy during the day and then what kind of I guess, boost my energy during the day. She so she told me to focus on those activities. And then after I've established what kind of boosts my energy, then I look at what drains it and how can I kind of tackle that. So I think once you understand how your mind works and where your motivation comes from and like where you're losing, I guess, touch, then you can kind of go back and figure out how can I then, I guess, fix that or how can I, you know, take baby steps to kind of improve that. Um, and then she talks a lot about reminding yourself about what drives you. So, you know, when you're working on a business, like for 24 hours a day, whatever, you, you lose a kind of, I guess you just lose track of who you are and you lose track of just like, like Byron said, your values. So being able to understand what drives you, whether it's helping people, you know, in need or whether it's, you know, opening up more conversations or encouraging people, your customers, whatever it is, remind yourself what drives you because then you remember where your passion is and you know what you're what you're working on basically so um joey i just wanted to give a shout out to chevy ruff chevy ruff um absolute legend so he, he he shifted my my perspective on this whole energy that you, you're talking about right realizing that everything is is you know your your it's, it's good energy bad energy um and he talks about stress energy and harnessing stress energy right and kind of almost changing your narrative around it and um realizing that when you're 
you're, you're setting yourself up for success when, when you look at stress in, in a good way, that energy you're, you're trying to basically, he calls it dancing between stress and deep rest. And you're almost, so, so, so stress is a good thing. It allows us to, you know, you're putting it yourself up in a gear. It, it is, you, you are letting out a lot of energy, but when you, when you complement that with your deep rest, you're allowing to then reap the fruits of and benefit from, from that time and stress. But I don't want to go too deep into that, but I, I you know, I just wanted to plug um, Mr. Chevy Ruff. He's an absolute legend. He, he had a, um, uh, it was on BBC, um, he, he, well-being specialist. He took people that were, addicts and coming out of rehab and train them up for the london marathon right it's an absolute legend um yeah give you know take a look at chevy ruff when you go a while yeah mm, wow nice sounds, um, sounds good. Okay, i have a quick question for byron so basically there's this debate about you know labels for mental illnesses basically all people suffering from mental health issues and its potential to kind of stigmatize and both alienate individuals so you can quickly fall into the kind of trap of it's just a very like artificial kind of divide between being abnormal and normal when you have mm -hmm. these issues and I kind of want to understand what your I guess yeah what your thoughts on that are really and whether or not these labels I guess again you know divide between someone being abnormal and normal not that you know having issues is abnormal but it's just like in society it's kind of perceived that way yeah absolutely absolutely so um yeah as as i'm sure like everyone kind of knows like it's a pretty known fact that one in four people struggle with their mental health each year so when i like i like to think of it as with mental health similar to physical health so if you ate junk food all day every day and you never worked out your physical health would take it's told right like you would be physically ill um and it's the same thing with mental health like if you consume junk values and you never really look after yourself like you're then going to be mentally ill um there was a study um a guy called johan hari did um a lot of work in this and he went all around the world and he spoke to people with like anxiety and depression um and he noticed that there was nine common factors uh, sorry nine common cases of anxiety and depression seven of seven of them weren't biological so therefore seven of them were because humans weren't meeting their basic human needs and that's why they were becoming anxious or depressed it wasn't because there was like a, a chemical imbalance it was just because they were consuming maybe junk values or they their values weren't in line with actually who they were um and that's why they were feeling anxious. That's why they were feeling depressed and everything else. So when you think of it like that, it's a lot easier to understand that it's not a case of someone being normal or not normal. It's a case of someone being in their lane or not being in their lane. You know, like someone being true to themselves and like being like, you know, making sure they're, they're um, fulfilling their needs or not fulfilling their needs. And I think, you know, some that's, that's a lot easier to say than done, of course. You know, there's a lot of people that will feel anxious and depressed and be like, I don't know how to get, get to that bit. And, and you know, and that's obviously a, a journey in itself. And, you know, it's a, it's a challenge in itself. But to kind of, I think above all else, like, that's why I, I really want to remove this stigma because it really can happen to anyone. You know, a big shift in anyone's life, you know, could go for, it could be the difference between someone being really mentally strong 
never struggled to falling into a deep depression all of a sudden you know from society looking from the out you know looking from the outside in like that person went from being normal to not normal right like even though it he's still that person is still normal like there's nothing wrong with them it's just there's been a shift in their need you know shift in their life and as a result like um yeah their their mental health has suffered so i think that's why like above all else like we just need to be kind and empathetic towards anyone that is struggling because that could be anyone you know like life could be going really well for some people right now and in five years time they could be on their asses so i think like we just need to and vice versa so we just need to be kind to everyone we need to be supportive of everyone and i think if we can do that then i think statistics will reflect that you know like statistics at the moment are staggering um and really scary and i think so yeah i think if we can just gather around and like actually help each other and like um and just yeah just be more supportive of like what people actually want to do you know not judging people and all that kind of stuff i think that's like a big part of it um so yeah i think that would kind of be my answer to that in a I just wanted to that way mate that's beautiful well i just made a heap like loads of notes just there like <laughs> take a look at but there's one one anecdote i wanted to just share from um so 2014 was my last year i was working uh, 2014 to 16 i was working at um deloitte right as an auditor and it just gets crazy sometimes like so we've got a thing called busy season right so it's like literally like from eight o'clock or like 7 30 to like 1 a.m sometimes working on depending on your client um and it got really really difficult for me balancing that with also like chartered accounting exams and i just hit a point i was like mate this is way too much and and one one day I just came across um, a page on the intranet at Deloitte, right? And it was um, regarding mental health champions. And in particular, one partner, senior partner, who's formerly at a firm called Arthur Anderson. And, you know, he, he mentioned about his story. I thought, I mean, I need to, need to meet this person. I sat down with him, learned his story that he was, you know, one of the most senior partners and suddenly like no explanation just he just switched off he just couldn't hack it anymore um he was off for about um, you know i think a few months <laughs> consecutively trying to understand what what has happened to him and that led him down the path of learning about cbt um and he and and, and i've oh my god like he, he just let, walked me through basic cbt and it felt like for the first time wow like my mental health is as important and i, I realized like what you know in 2015 why it shouldn't be seen as anything different to a physical injury when you when when you've been dealt something that's been a massive blow to you or, or you know maybe there's no explanation you just you're just not mentally well um you should seek the cure and, and corporates um any any kind of employers should always always see it as the same uh, as the same thing as in this there shouldn't be a stigma around it um and and i just remember if it just felt like somebody just opened up a tap in my mind right just like just just like wow like okay now I know I need need to go and learn about myself, need to learn what caused this and just try to heal as opposed to just brush it under the carpet. Like I've been told, whether it's culturally or just, you know, previous jobs or, or like university or whatnot. Um, so yeah, man, I just, yeah, big shout out to, to the mental health champions um, in, in any um, company. Mm. So important. So, so important. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, what would you say, like, I guess, work-wise, so obviously, going back to, you know, running a business, super, super hard, and mentally challenging, you know, you need to be in the right mindset, you can have days where you wake up, and you just don't want to do anything, or you have days where you wake up, and you're like, 
mind my language, but what the fuck am I doing? You know, so mm-hmm. yes, for people kind of going through that. And what would you say, you know, how do you get through those bad or rough days? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I get that. You know, I, I definitely get that. I still get that. Um, you know, I think it, it, to feel motivated all the time is a lie. No one is motivated all the time. Um, and especially with lockdown, like I, I don't know about you guys, but lockdown's been fucking hard for me. Like, you know, it's, it's been like definitely a bit of a struggle. Um, so, yeah. So like I but something I find has really, really helped um, has been like just waking up. And I did it this morning, waking up, just going for a walk, like just going for a walk, like maybe listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook or music, like whatever, whatever like, help, like, I suppose, like unlocks your mind and like helps you kind of, you know, get you to a better place. Like just do that. Um and yeah and like and obviously the, the the physical activity as well like it's just good like it helps it obviously releases chemicals and um yeah and just makes you feel feel much better um so that's something i've been doing um to kind of like just sort of get back to a certain place you know um yeah two people that really inspire me about this like very topic like you know, when people mention oh i don't don't feel like i want to wake up just want to go you know maintain the comfort of my bed which is almost like mental as well almost like you know for some people it's like it's almost spiritual because of the Mm. fact that it reminds you of home it reminds you of the good times and so two people i want to give a shout to mel robbins um the five second rule right yeah yeah. she was in the same position didn't want to get up didn't want to do anything um but she just remembered i think the story was she remembered just what came to her mind was like the NASA rocket launching like five, four, three, two, one. And she said, I'm going to leap out my bed, just like that flipping rocket. And in, in essence, you're overriding that, that internal Andy Warhol, that inner critic that's saying, Oh, there's no point today. Don't go out that fear of failure. Mm. Basically. I think it, for me, like when I don't want to get out, it's, it's essentially the fear of failure. If I don't, if I don't get out, I'm not going to fail. Am I? I mean, if, I, if I'm not going to go about my day today, there's, there's zero chance of me failing. So I'm trying to minimize that. My, and that's kind of like on a subconscious level. And then it, it, it comes out as me just staying in my bed and Mel Robbins, she just says five, four, three, two, one, that shit. And that's it. You're you're, you're out. You're, you're you know you've you've got out of your bed. Step one, and then step by step, like Byron said, do something that's nice. Start you know maybe with a coffee, whatever it is, apple cider vinegar in your in your water. <laughs> and, and another person that really really inspires me. Like I just didn't realize how deep this this person is because of how banterous he is. But the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. absolute legend in terms of so somebody that was chasing what you could see the peak of his um you know peak of anything like being the world champ right so what was really interesting i didn't realize he actually knew that he was going to he's, he's going towards his plateau so when he was training for that fight for that world title tra- um fight with vitaly klitschko he knew that i'm going to be this you know what's after this right so mm. he and he also felt like i, I knew he knew he, he was going to win what happened after that he went, he went into such a deep depression, put on so much fat, so much weight. Uh, he was, I think, unrecognizable, right? Um, and what, you know, in essence, I, I would recommend definitely watching um, his, uh, you know, there's a few podcasts he's been on to talk about this in detail. But in essence, I think that the, you know, in, in a succinct kind of like summary was two things. As Byron mentioned, working out or doing something that's physical and having a routine, basically, right? So that routine that kicks in um, and going beyond, again, 
my like, my like Byron with the gems today, but like going beyond motivation, realizing motivation is a myth, right? There's a book called the motivation myth. Motivation doesn't, doesn't motivation comes from doing shit, right? Once mm. you've done that shit, then you feel like, fuck yes. Now like motivation comes from that. It's like when you, when you do that, that's what leads to motivation. It, it's not the other way around. We've been, we've been told like you got to be pumped up to be able to do things, but no, build a process in your life start doing those small things and then motivation will follow from that definitely definitely yeah um yeah absolutely i think um quick wins and small wins that's like you know yeah just and i suppose in a way that's that's what like for me going for a walk in the morning is you know like it's it's literally just going for a walk and just i i said i'd do it so i'm gonna go and do it and if i do it then it's like okay great now i'm out and now i'm walking about and now i'm you know maybe listening to an interesting podcast or listening to a book or whatever it is and that's kind of like opening up my mind and then i'm like feeling inspired and then i'm like okay great you know and then then the motivation stems from that but like wake coming out i don't just like beam out of bed with motivation you know and I, I don't know maybe there's a lot of people that are like that i'm certainly not like that um like i love my bed so you know if i like, <laughs> had it my way um so yeah so i think you know almost having those things and just taking those small steps in the morning you know having like maybe a, a small routine um to just help you get to get to that place um i think super important yeah that's that's so true and so helpful for me as well. It would be walking my dog, <laughs> taking oh, right. my dog out for a walk, um, whether it's in the morning or in the evening. I think it's, yeah, it, when you step out of the work environment that you're in like the whole day, I think it really just helps to get a breath, breath of fresh air and just, you know, uh, give your mind a break as well. I think taking a break is also super important when it comes to, yeah, trying to get back on track i suppose definitely um, definitely yeah absolutely yeah. i think i think you know sort of carrying on from that as well like um inspiration doesn't really come from sitting at a desk as well mm -hmm. and i think that's a huge lie like i think i think mm -hmm. you know you see these hustle porn stars that like sit there with their laptops and stuff and they're like you know like and they're like oh yeah work hard you know da, da, da. and it's like yeah but how can you feel inspired when you're just looking at screen all day like that's not how totally. it works i was mm -hmm. watching a, a documentary actually um called abstract um it's like a series i don't know if you guys have seen it on netflix um and one of them was about the head shoe designer at nike and he he doesn't like he's he doesn't spend that much time in the office like he spends most of his time surfing climbing you know all the, doing all this stuff because he's like that's where i feel inspired and then mm -hmm. i come into the office and then i start drawing and like you know and and, and have like these have all these ideas and it's the same sort of thing like we can't feel inspired we can't feel motivated from just like sitting at a screen we're human beings like we were made to move so like we need to you know get back to to our you know human like yeah human Mate, absolutely like the, the concept of productive procrastination comes to mind right is that basically what <laughs> what google and like nike as you mentioned they've optimized the workplace for this so those water cooler moments they've physically optimized those spaces where people talk and just chat because that's where the magic happens essentially and mm. also like realizing that you're basically reaping the fruits of your hard labor labor when you're when you're allowing yourself to to just do nothing right this uh, japanese philosophy i think i came across which was uh, the art of nothingness whereby everything happens right literally those moments we've we've essentially snatched those 
our, our mobiles have, have, have now snatched those moments where whereby before we were on the tube we were able to just chill out do whatever and you know the the, the creative sparks would come mm, mm. Uh, but now we've just do 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 we, we, you know as soon as we get up instead of reaping the, the benefits of that theta wave right and um thinkitating as tom bill you mentions right is we just straight away we get into alarm alarm mode we're just switched on straight what the notification saying yes yes instant gratification dopamine hit 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 mm. you know <laughs> neurons firing and wiring we're not allowing ourselves to, to get to that magic place where we used to of um as byron mentioned beautifully yeah yeah so true man so so true yeah, creativity does feel from when like your mind is taking a break. I remember Leho basically we pivoted our whole business idea when I was like up in the sky on a plane going to Maldives. I sent oh, wow. the longest email until this day, probably the longest email, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> and then we just ended up with the whole business idea. And like, yeah, I do definitely think you're so right about the tube actually, because I feel like most of the times when I'm on the tube, I'm like busy tapping away on my notes because I'm like, whoa, you know, suddenly. <laughs> Hmm. I never thought about that but yeah yeah that's super interesting I guess when you reflect on your day and then you have a minute to think um when you're not like busy you know replying to emails and stuff that's when all the creative ideas um come through so that's Definitely. really interesting Definitely. thank you so much guys I'm gonna put uh, Mohammed on the spot for a one minute um mindfulness session if that's okay perfect let's do it there's a <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna go into into the whole um like you know scripted mindfulness meditation which i absolutely love i I, would, I can lead you i, I can um share share one so mind valley it's called the five step i think it's called the six step by vision Nikani. right it's beautiful if you want to connect to now and also envision your future and live that future right now it's a really beautiful thing um try, try that out but essentially there was two two one minute mindfulness uh, meditation that came to mind one one was like recommended by the nhs which is like a like a six I guess it's basically box breathing uh but I, I thought we'd do something different uh this is called a three by three uh meditation right it's really really good if you want to get into the zone prior to like an interview you're feeling a bit of those pent up kind of like fight flight freeze or fawn um type of energy within you um and you just want to like shake it all out basically and um yeah just just kind of like come into the present moment of now so um three by three what we're going to do is we're going to in your environment right now coming out you know coming out of that tunnel vision right now of this screen just look around you um notice three objects um three easy to identify objects uh but don't give them any labels just as an example it could be your bottle don't call it food you know don't call it joey's um bottle don't call it malik's uh, phone or whatever L identify three things and give them their names like lamp bottle um perfume bottle or something or a screen right so just take take a moment it could be even your window beautiful remember to look out my optometrist said uh every 20 minutes have a 20 second look outside right to help your uh your vision so so yeah once you've noted so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick three things i'm gonna pick my phone this random poster uh and my lamp right over here my desk lamp so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna um identify the object we're gonna acknowledge it and then once we've done that, we're going to take a breath in and out. And then we're going to go to the next object. That's a lamp. Breathe in and out. And then we're going to go to the third object and do the same thing. Does that make sense, right? So that's a quick way to get back into the zone. All right. So 
object one, two, three in front of you, right? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Object one. We're going to take a look and identify what that is. That's it. Now breathe in and out. Object two. That's A. Breathe in and out. Object three. That's A. Breathe in and out. And you can do this three by three again, like you can do another circuit. But what that does is just realize things aren't bad. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trapped in, in the future or stuck in the past. Bring yourself back into the moment. So this was less than a minute, basically, but just a few seconds just to, yeah, this is like a literally 20 second thing. <laughs> nice. I was so scared you were going to ask us to stand up because I'm wearing like trackies. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge of room and I was like oh crap oh crap (laughs) um that was really good thank you what was everyone's objects I'm curious (laughs) we allowed to say everyone's must have been mine was was phone glasses guitar oh sick mine was the light switch um this tape that I have and then my orchid plant (laughs) I got a plant too mine was my aloe vera my aloe vera Mine was my, mm. uh, nice. my beard conditioner. <laughs> right, right there. It's a very strong beard to be fair. <laughs> that lead, that yeah, beard of champions. And then some of that DO for the BR. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, nice. Thank you, guys. I think that was a good, nice way to end. And hopefully when people, when people listen to this, they'll do the same. Is it called the three by three? Three by three. It's on YouTube as well. The guy did, it on t- did a t- TED talk about this as well. Mm. Cool. Well, thank you guys Amazing. so much. I um, really appreciate it. And yeah, I think we've got some good. I really enjoyed today. That was really fun. Yeah, this and is I super insightful. Like Reunited. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's been too long as well. Yeah.